Show is brought to you by Health Plans, your Medicare plans, insurance solutions, and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit requirements, and budget. With many low or no-cost premium plans, zero co-pays, and much more. Our licensed benefits advisor's priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no-obligation consultation. 1-929-367-5269. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel. iHealth Radio, where your host, Hurricane H. New day, new show. A very important topic for all of us out there listening, watching today. Uh, it is a topic that probably impacts everyone that exists. And really, I mean that. And uh, we'll talk about what is that. And you probably can guess it because on my screen, you can see sugar addiction <laughs> with Mike Collins here. So my guest today is Mike Collins, and he is the founder of sugaraddiction.com. And uh, now the word says it all, sugar addiction. That's a big word. So, So Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Hurricane. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Oh, the honor is mine, and I love your sugar-free man sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, how can you even do that to be sugar-free? That is, I, I mean, we need to talk about that in a moment in this show. But <laughs> we will. So, we will. So, so, Mike, let's let's take us on your journey. What got you to start SugarAddiction.com? And you know, is there anything personal, family, and uh, you know, it? I know it's a big deal. Um, okay. And sugar is part of our life. I refer to it as a poison, and unfortunately, it's a poison that we take <laughs> gladly. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a it's a long story. Not not a long story, but it's a it starts a couple generations back. To be honest with you, my grandmother died when my mother was only eight years old. Okay, and I'm going to show you during this our little talk here why that why this matters okay so when she passed away my mother was only eight years old and and she had to move they had to move in my grandfather and her had to move in with her with my great aunt his sister but they owned the country store across the way and anytime my mom that little girl walked into that store cousin jim was instructed to give her any candy she wanted and put it on my grandfather's tab right and so what happened was my mother literally grew up believing sugar was love. I believe she died believing sugar was love, okay? And this is how we grew up, right? I mean, it was, you just don't even, I can't, in today's world, you couldn't be able to comprehend that we had complete and unfettered access to the sugar bowl. We could put as much sugar on our cornflakes or our Cheerios as we wanted with her never saying no or don't or less or anything. And we were scraping like half an inch off the bottom with the milk at the end, right? And Kool-Aid we would make with triple, double the, the, you know, two full cups, three full cups of sugar in the one packets, right? And candy, cookies, I mean, we had this bowl. I've never even since seen a bowl so big. We would make chocolate chip cookies every Saturday and eat them warm. And this went on my whole life. I mean, this was my mother's belief, and she never let go of it. Um, she passed of Alzheimer's, which they're now calling diabetes 3, that because sugar literally affects the brain, right? 
Well, anyway, fast forward, and about 13 or 14, I ran into beer, okay? And beer, I knew, changed my state. It changed how I felt, right? It changed how I was interacting with people. We used to call it liquid courage. We would drink behind the high school and I could actually talk to girls. I was shy, <laughs> you know, I wasn't really, it was, and, and I mean, it was really amazing that this would happen and this, you know, worked for quite a while. Anyway, fast forward to about 28 years old and I got sober. It's completely another podcast and completely another show, but it's it's very relevant in, in instructing about sugar addiction because I went right back to sugar. Okay, I literally, I didn't eat as much sugar when I was drinking, and I went right back to sugar. See, I grew up in a pretty abusive home, um, uh, raging kind of alcoholic father. Uh, you know, the deal my mother made was just don't hit him in the head kind of thing. And so there was some trauma that I was covering up with sugar at first and then alcohol and drugs after that. And I went right back to it. As I find a lot of people do, in recovery or not in recovery, they use substances. The problem is, is people don't realize that sugar is powerful enough to do this, right? Anyway, I keep going, and I I, I uh, got married to a woman, and somehow I somehow I talked her into having children with no and and have no sugar, no flour, no caffeine in the womb when she got pregnant, and this lasted till they were six years old. Okay. And so, and that wow. experiment worked. I mean, the human brain, the explosive growth in that first thousand days from conception uh, till, you know, a thousand days later is so gigantic, so like exponentially more gigantic than we do as adults or even in, in childhood, whatever, that first thousand days. And my boys are like literally rocket scientists smart. I mean, I could tell you that story, but it'd just be a bunch of dad bragging. But anyway, keep going. And I end up, the boys always said I should write a book about sugar and sugar addiction because they grew up in a, you know, this is 20 some odd years ago, 30 years ago. They grew up in an unusual circumstances where the child, the, the parents fought us, the parents' friends fought us, the grandparents, the Montessori, they all fought us thinking we were depriving them of a childhood. But we stuck to our guns till about, they were six years old. I remember it like it was yesterday. They were, we were at a roller skating rink, yet another party, right? Another kid's party. And so the kids are, the cake and ice cream comes out. The boys were twins, right? So both of them were like looking up at dad, looking up at mom. Can we please have, you know, the cake and ice cream like everybody? We used to bring their snacks, you know, so that they would eat. And we just gave in. I mean, we, it was too much now. And we regained our composure the next day, and, and they only had sugar at those outside birthdays, never at home. And anyway, I, I wrote a book. They told me to write a book, go through, this. write a book, Dad, shut up. They didn't want to hear it, you know. And so I wrote a book, and it was pretty successful in 2018. Uh, it's on Amazon. And, uh, and founded Sugar Addiction before that, but never really did much with it. And it wasn't until three or four years, oh, no, it's now about six or seven years Later, we started the Quit Sugar Summit, which is a yearly con convention of all of the great scientists and researchers all over the world. And I started personally coaching and started training coaches to 
and, and form groups. We have like 14 meetings a week. We have a huge platform with tens of thousands of people in it. And we started to really dig into helping people. And that's when it kind of took off. And that kind of brings us up to the sugar-free man there. I, I, you told me to straighten it out there. The <laughs> I love it. Man. You know, I became the sugar-free man kind of by accident a little bit. We just started talking about it and ended up, uh, you know, that's kind of how we portray ourselves on social media, the, the, the brand, if you will, the, the sugar addiction stuff. Because I'll tell you a reason. As an Internet guy, you might like this. Google does not like the word addiction. They do not like it. So we had to have something a little bit different. But in reality, and I want to stress this before we go on to the next questions, and I will talk about that emotional management of uh, drugs and alcohol and then sugar, is that people give don't give sugar the respect. I don't know if you know, remember the comedian Rodney Dangerfield. I don't get no respect, right? And so Rodney, it's like sugar does not get any respect as a psychoactive drug powerful enough to stop the emotional, your emotional life. It's a really very well-known construct in the world of alcohol and drugs that if you started using alcohol and drugs at 14 or 15, you stop growing emotionally. And if you ever talk to a person who's any of our folks or anybody who's you know, lost a couple hundred pounds, put diabetes to in remission, fall into the size body that they want to be again, the people that have really beat their sugar addiction, these folks talk about this emotional recon reconfiguring, almost like learning how to walk again. And it really is, um, it's what people avoid, okay? They want this to be a diet. They want this to be eat less, exercise more. They want to be, you know, restrict calories, right? But it's the last thing it is. That is not what this is. Sugar addiction is a very real addiction that will soon be named to some of the diagnostic manuals like gambling, like alcohol, like uh, cocaine as a substance use disorder, which is these days the non-stigmatized term for addiction, which I wholly embrace you know let's reframe that one again one more time <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's the non-stigmatized term for addiction these days is called substance use disorder they've mm -hmm. renamed all alcohol use disorder cocaine use disorder they've taken addiction out of all of the government um you know like samsa all you know addiction and, and addiction abuse or substance abuse all this has been taken away because Words are things, junkie, addict, um, whatever. These things are stigmatizing like a lot of other stigmatiza stigmatizing words that have been, you know, redone in our culture from, you know, ethnicity to everything, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a very important step, I believe, and sugar will follow closely. But to this day, it's still called sugar addiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's the short version. Usually brings up more questions than it answers, Hurricane. Well, well, not not necessarily questions, and we'll get to to more. But but really, yeah. just just I want to go back and 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 talk about some of the things that you've covered. Yeah. yeah. One being one being, you know, your 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 mother raised raised into a sugar environment, yeah. and by the way, that's the story of all of us because sugar is something that we've we're so familiar with from early on, yeah. and it's it's so comfortable to your point. Everybody 
kind of like for festivities, for celebration, there's always sugar. You know, yeah. you can't have a birthday without a cake, right? You can't have, you know, yeah. holidays are like big with, with, with you know, sugar cane, this, that, the other. I mean, think about Christmas, you know, all the stuff that we, we have. Chocolate, Valentine's, a lot of right. sugar. I mean, unless you get like, you know, 99%, 95%, you know, real cacao, it's, it's not going to work for you, right? Yeah, you, have, yeah. you have also Halloween is around the corner. Forget about it. That's like sugar rush. I mean, you know, yeah. people carry carry you know those bags i mean you go to any store right now it's a lot of stuff and it's all sugar you got stores that are like all sugar yes i mean that are like manufacturers oh, of you know i mean i'm not gonna name names but there's so many of them out there <laughs> you know and, and so so it's it's funny because sugar not only is bad to your health but i mean we've heard stories about even sugar being used in abduction and other things <laughs> you know for kids and you know oh. around the world it is sad, but it you know it's been like hey here's a candy and then next thing you know someone disappears. I mean it's there's so many other you know things that can be attached to this. Uh, you're talking about the the beer part, right? And and again alcohol, mm-hmm. you know does does have an impact on sugar and your body and all stuff. And we can talk about all the, the I'm not a clinical person, but but certainly has you know I have enough knowledge about you know how that all interacts. But really those are things. But you're right, you grew up in this environment. And you almost don't see it at an early age. And no. and to be honest with you, me personally, I can I can give you stories when I was a kid. I used to do exactly what you said. I would put a spoon of sugar and just just go right into it. I take you know, I grew up overseas with with these cubes, sugar cubes, and I just pop up like a couple of things as sure. like it was fun. You know, yeah. it, it was it was really just like cool. And the more candy, the better. I mean, it's like yeah, candy time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you have a movie, Candy Man, right? <laughs> so so it's all about candy and sugar and stuff. And it's 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 almost like a culture. Okay, it's it's always good. But what we realize is that. Over the years, diabetes have just gone, you know, worse and worse. Back in the days, if we go back in time, I think the diabetes was called sugar disease or something. That was the know? name of the disease. Yeah, I got sugar. Exactly. It was it was a name because you know yeah. that means you 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 just can't control it. But but now it's like it does destroy a lot of things. And before you know it, especially if you use a lot of it early on. You know, I always, I, I had a friend, doctor, who may hear us in PC, explained that to me in a very simple way. And I think I've shared this in, in the previous show where, you know, it's like your body is, is designed to live your life with you. Mm. Every single piece of your body has a certain lifespan <laughs> and lifespan should be equi- equal to your life. And, yeah. and you will, it will function exactly just like when you, I mean, again, I always give compassion to a car. You design the car. If you treat it right, it will last. It's designed to I don't know, last 10 years. Well, whatever. Yeah. And, and so if you treat it correctly, you do the oil change, tune ups and all the stuff, it should last. Well, same in the body. Now you come in and you just give so much to that pancreas, you know, early on. And you really dump all that quantity of sugar. It's overriding. It's over time on that thing. Over the first early stages of your life, it doesn't continue the speed with you. No. <laughs> By the time you get to 30, 40, 50, it's already like damage. It's over. There's no more production of insulin. There's nothing. You're done. And yeah. now you have to live your life trying to figure something out without it. That's mm-hmm. that's a serious you know element, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you talked about sugar. Really, the word addiction. It is an addiction. And, you know, what you mentioned, something very powerful is that we do not relate that usually to the mental state and, and how it impacts our brain and how, our, you know, like the whole, you know, status of, of how you think and function. And that's something that we don't even relate to. We talk about diabetes mostly. Yeah. Um, and obviously diabetes can, can ruin your life without them. You mentioned something also important. You said that's like the third, you know, di- Alzheimer's is the third, <laughs> you know, uh, diabetes because it is like, you know, diabetes three. Uh, and, and again, there's discussion about that. So you have 
all these things that are new not new we know about this it's not like it's not a surprise to people like hey sugar is bad for you no right. one no one can tell you that i mean we all know it's not really good uh and i i can tell you for me i, I made a commitment and i i'm not sugar free so i can i can just tell you about i'm sugar uh low sugar if you want to call it that so so i've cut sugars in all my drinks i've cut you know you know like sodas and stuff like that's gone long time ago i mean the quantity of sugar in those things those drinks that we buy in the store if you just read like I've, we've done nutrition experiments you know at the insurance level and we were doing these in, in expos and stuff and you can do this exercise where people like can you guess how much sugar in each one of those drinks Man. and when you see the quantities and in a coke or this like in real spoons of sugar forget about it it's crazy but then uh, what I said is that I, I gave up sugar in a lot of ways. So I indulge every now and then in a cookie or whatever or something, but not like I, you know, I'm very aware of it. I, because my, my mom's diabetic and I've, I've seen her, you know, go through 30 years of diabetes. It's not fun. And so I, I realized that I'm also prone to maybe diabetes in my, because it's genetics, you know, that can ha have something that to do with it. So I've been, you know, really for a good 10, over 10 years, over a decade, almost sugar sugar less not sugar free <laughs> meaning right. like very little every now and then you get the sweet tooth and you, you you jump into a little dessert whatever but but with moderation and really and if i do i have to work out make sure that you know i burn it up so there's there's a lot of awareness but you know it is difficult to really just cut it off and and even with my mom who's diabetic sometimes you do and by the way there's sugars and everything else forget we talked about manufactured sugar but we have natural sugars in every single thing i mean we eat bre bread sugar pasta sugar you know uh rice forget about it so so that's the fruits they might have fructose sugar but not glucose sugar but it doesn't matter still some sort of sugar still has to to impact your body these right. are all things that are important to just highlight here because you said it first we grew up in these environments and it is socially acceptable like if you don't do a party and bring a case like what what's wrong with you you know, or if you don't, you know, drink with everybody's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, I used to be, I, I, this is funny. You mentioned something about addiction. This is true fact. And you mentioned beer. I'm going to give you a story that only a few people know. People, I, I didn't drink alcohol, but I used to get drunk with orange juice. Really? Yeah. So my people, actually, my friends, when we were to go places, they, they do not give this dude any orange juice. Now, now, of course, the orange juice that you get in any of those establishments is not pure orange juice. So it's just concentrate, you know, uh, juice, and it's all high sugar. Yeah. I used to get hyper with that thing. I yeah. really get very, very hyper, and I get to your point, dairy, and I get crazy. I'm like, are you drunk? No, I'm not drunk. Just, just too much sugar rush. <laughs> right. It's a true story. And there was a time where I was literally notorious about it, and you know, do not give this dude any sugar or any anything like you know, not orange, no orange for him. And it was, it was like. I, I'm talking about like they're drunk and I'm actually more hyper and more like, you know, crazy than them. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's amazing, but, but you're right. These things we don't realize until you're exposed to them or at least you, you talk about them. I mean, hearing right now, I'm sure people are watching and listening right now. They'd be like, Oh, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. And to, to relate these things together, it's almost like I never kind of put one, one, you know, equals two in this, this equation. And, and that's it. So, so, so I want to just, I wanted to just comment about that part of the first part of your discussion. Then you said you, you have this annual thing that you do with yeah. world experts. Now, what, that, what do you do in that? You know, I mean, is it just forum, like, you know, educational stuff? Is it uh, just, just, you know, uh, article? I mean, is it like uh, research sharing with the public? 
yeah, does that work? It's a, it's a summit. It's an online summit. It's free to attend. It's uh, quitsugarsummit.com. And we have had literally every, it's a who's who of everybody that's studying sugar today. Every scientist, MD, PhD you can think of. Uh, or And a lot of people aren't familiar with this. Some of the names, Gary Tobbs, who wrote the book uh, about, uh, you know, the case against sugar and Robert Lustig. And there's a, some famous, you know, uh, David Perlmutter. And there's some famous folks that have been on it who, are, who write a lot of books and stuff and have done a lot of research. But for the most part, we try and discover the people who the public doesn't know that much about and bring them out to the public. So it's been pretty successful. We're in our ninth year now and uh, really exciting stuff as far as every year, the science gets more and more clear about a lot of the stuff you were talking about. It just gets more and more clear as to what sugar is doing to our body, right? Problem is, is that we end up, um, they folks end up not not so much confused, but overwhelmed with the information and how to put it into action. And that's what we do at Sugar Addiction. We, you know, have coaching and and detoxes and stuff where people can start put their toe in the water. You know, very you know very inexpensively to detox from sugar, see how they feel, and then if they want to go on with coaching and stuff, that's what you know. But here's the thing. People think, as I mentioned earlier, that it's just a diet, that if you get, they always come to me looking for a food plan and an exercise plan. What do I eat and how do I, you know, what do I, how do I quote unquote burn the calories? Well, if you listen to Gary Tobbs and he's got two or three good calories, bad calories, there's a whole bunch of different books out there that he has that he, you know, basically they've debunked the idea that a calorie has anything to do with weight loss. It's not a, it's really not even a thing. It's a, it's a uh, unit of measure, a calorie, a unit of heat measure, a calorie is. And, and really the sugar is, has a chemical effect in your body, not a, uh, you know, burning uh, heat or calories effect. And it's this chemical effect that affects, you know, basically metabolic syndrome, metabolic illness, metabolic and really, the whole world is about to collapse under the weight of metabolic syndrome. They say that only 12%, a full 88% of people are metabolically unhealthy in the world today. And, you know, the Canadian and European or, or English governments, because they have socialized medicine, are about to collapse because of metabolic syndrome, diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart disease, all of these things are affected by literally too much sugar, right? They're eating too much sugar. But all of that we know about this, all of the, like you said, the warnings that people know about, they still continue. They still persist in using the product because look, it really is a cultural phenomenon. Um, it, you know, you mentioned it, birth to death, every celebration in between, 85% of the food products in the grocery store have sugar in it. We've never known a society, it's back 300 years now, where, the, you know, no one's alive that's ever saw this. And ethically, morally, legally, you can give this product to a baby, to a one-year-old, and never have any worries about it. Uh, and this has created... It's like cigarettes and 
seatbelts and condoms in bathrooms. It's created an atmosphere where, uh-oh, the science now says this is happening and we need to look at it and change, but people, um, they're just not ready. You know, it took a while for people to stop drinking and driving. It took a while for people to, it took the tobacco litigation to drive the percentage from in the 40s to, you know, under 14 or 15 uh, in the percentage of the people that smoke, adults that smoked. Um, you know, and, and, you know, when healthcare for, the, for AIDS patient, they were outing people in San Francisco. It wasn't to be mean. It was to emphasize that this is a healthcare issue, right? And the same thing is happening now with the uh, uh, opioid uh, epidemic. Yes. You know, same exact thing. Like, it's like it, they're imprisoning people. They're doing all this stupid stuff, uh, arresting people, when in reality they should be getting them treatment, right? And the same thing is happening with sugar, okay? The science is very clear now. For the first time in history, the pyramid, the, the thing the government comes out, stated very clearly that children under five should have zero, no added sugar right? And the American Pediatric Dental Association, American Pediat Association of Pediat Pediatrics, all agreed children under three should have zero uh, added sugar. But almost nobody knows about this. Almost no parents know about this. Almost, you know, the pyramid changed so little that it got no news. Nobody, <laughs> nobody even knew because the thing didn't change much. And so we're in a dilemma a little bit. And that dilemma is, um, we're at the beginning of a tectonic cultural shift of science-led uh, understanding of sugar and what it does to the human body, right up to and including Alzheimer's disease, right? Which is literally your brain shrinks on sugar, proven by scans, you know? It, it, it's like, and that, it's hard when I get to see every, twice a year, I get to see all the scientists again, we all get together and, and we talk, and they have brand new studies about more damage it's doing. But, and this is a huge but, so many people have tried to get off sugar, have worked hard at it. They've, you know, every diet worth the paper it's printed on says the same thing. Red, want to lose weight? Reduce the white stuff. What, flour, sugar, you know, they can include potatoes and rice and whatever, but Mostly they say 95, 98% of them say sugar and flour, mostly sugar. Same, look, you know this. The literature is very clear. If anybody that loses a lot of weight in the first year by restricting the white stuff, they gain it all back and then some. Even the biggest loser contestants all gained it all back except for a couple of them. So, it's very common and very well researched that this happens, yet we still persist in thinking that this is some sort of calorie in, calorie out, eat less, exercise more, and you're going to end up healthier. It's just not true. It's literally an addiction like any other addiction that if you don't understand why it's happening to you, it's going to persist over and over and over again. Because when you run into an emotional situation in your life, after you've lost 50 pounds and you get a divorce or you have a job loss or a foreclosure or whatever, the kids are pain, 
you're going to fall back to what you literally learned as a child. You learned that if you got sugar, you stop crying. Your parents did it to you, right? And your brain is built from the bottom up, your limbic system. It's not even to the dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, you know, your re reward chemicals in the nucleus accumbens in the front of your brain. This is like deep in your lizard brain where you're, that you're realizing that this is an analgesic that can stop hurt, pain, worry, fear, okay? It stops these things from happening to you momentarily, 20 minutes worth of relief, and then you got to chase the high again. That's why people eat sugar all day, every day, right? Anyway, I didn't mean to go off on a tear there, but I, you know, I just... Uh, you brought up so much in your, you know, when you were speaking that um, I just want to get people to understand that scientifically this is happening. It's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen. And the gap, if you will, the gap between knowing and doing is huge because of the addiction piece of the puzzle and the unwillingness of people to accept the idea was when they think of an addict, they think of a guy under a bridge with a brown paper bag. They don't think of themselves as someone who could be addicted to something, even if they've never had any drug or alcohol problems, you know. So this has been a hard message to deliver to folks. And I get a lot of fight when people come around, you know, they're a couple hundred pounds over. I started in late stage food addiction where people were a couple hundred pounds overweight, losing limbs, going blind, and they still couldn't quit right? They got a diabetes 2 diagnosis. They still couldn't quit. They say you're going to be dead next year if you don't stop. They still couldn't quit. And so, and now this is affecting children and it's bothering the hell out of me. Obese five-year-olds makes me crazy. I mean, it's like children don't mean to be mean. They, they don't want to be like, but when there's an overweight child, you got a tough go growing up. It's hard. You know, we have a epidemic of five-year-olds with fatty liver disease. This is an alcoholic's disease, but it's also a fructose processing disease. Fructose can only be processed in the liver. And so children that eat a lot of candy, drinking soda are getting fatty liver, right? Anyway, I, I, no, ram no, I, no, ramble, on. I ramble on, I ramble on. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, you brought so many good things here that, that are worth, I mean, this is the platform for it, and we want to share those values. Yeah. Because, because to your point, I mean, first of all, the the discussion you had, or at least the, the, the um, information you shared right now about the age group, like, you know, where the studies are clear that you cannot have sugar until a certain age, and people don't know about that. Uh, that's worth this whole episode right now because we want to share that with people at least people listening they can share with somebody else and if you have younger kids and you know i was wondering earlier when you said i didn't have kids you know my kids didn't have any sugar until they turned six you know i i didn't put one on one together and I, I guess that was something that you knew about all along and so so just imagine that part of it like you were saying and I'm, i still didn't make sense of it until you stated that this is what it's supposed to be but mm. you're right because your body is is not supposed to be attached to these things and and you you mentioned also like the, the the little kids or the younger kids right now, with with some sort of obese you know level of of body and because of all these fatty liver and things like that that's something that to your point unheard of back in the days, you know you didn't see a lot of kids if of, right. of, of overweight they were first of all there's the other part which is it doesn't help that we sit more in the 
behind the screens and either on your phone or behind the you know keyboard and or a game control whatever because that's that's happening more now than ever then we had the pandemic recently which was even worse people are crammed their homes and stuff so that didn't help i mean we know that that's already a trend on its own when you add all these things together obviously and and early on you know, kids are just on their machines, whatever, their, their screens, and they're doing this. There's no more outdoors activities. I mean, it's in movies, you see it, and they really eluded like, oh, when I, my childhood was so much fun. I was out there playing with trees and running wheels, whatever, you know, stuff that we did outdoors, playing, you know, football, baseball, whatever. We were out there active, but now nobody's, not allowed, I mean, now you can do it at a league, whatever, but not as much as it was like very common. That's shifting. But when you add to it to this, and then you mentioned something about, the, the addiction part of the sugar and you're right like we know this like we hear all the time like my sugar is low i think I, you know or your body's asking for sugar so you go and get some sugar and because again to your point it's like the, the body's need a hit a fix right you got to get your yeah. fix <laughs> and you just and it keeps you cool about it because that that's like yeah, i'm good now but you're right the damage that it's doing you mentioned something about you know the the eyes and and, and the extremities and like you know, the limbs and stuff like that people are losing stuff because of you know I mean, the glucose is those crystals. I mean, uh, again, my doctor explained it that these things in and the microblade, like big, big, you know, pieces of sharp glass that are going to these minute, you know, extremities, you know, you know, uh, capillary stuff, and they just destroy them. I mean, whether in your retina, your eyes, and uh, your liver, your kidney, and and you know, that's that's really the the biggest danger about this. You know, these are little things that send the blood to your, you know, smallest places in the body, and you know, you're destroying them, and you get these, you know, leaks and whatever. So there's so much stuff that 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 people are not aware of sometimes because they're not. You know, they just, I'm good, I'm doing. You mentioned something about the calories piece, and you're right. It, it is a measure of, of, of you know, um, um, as you said, heat, I think. Uh, yeah, heat. Uh, heat, exactly. So, so, so there is, there is, we, we, we oftentimes in the fitness world, we talk about calories, you know, deficiencies and all the stuff, cal calorie deficient, you know, yeah. type of, you know, treatments. But, 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 but you're right. There is more to it. And I think the majority of people don't understand the, the real medical, you know, part, you know, piece about it. So therefore we just use the words as we absorb them. You hear the word, you just apply them. That's like everything else. You know, yeah. somebody said it, I take it, I'll give it to the net and then before it becomes viral and everybody uses the same expression, not knowing the source. Yeah. We do that all in a lot of ways. I mean, I can, I can name a few of those historically, but that's really the trend of people. And, you know, I don't know, it's, you said it's a fight because you mentioned that that gap between you know where we are and the awareness and how to get it done, and you give the example of cigarettes and how long it took before it became, you know, a, you know, like something that was finally taken upon as as a good, you know, like we need to make a, the the right measure, take the right measures, and make the the limitations, and you know, you not smoke here. I mean, I remember just early on in the eighties, nineties, you still smoked in restaurants and even airplanes. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh, now you don't 25 feet from the nearest building if you're in the building right, right. <laughs> so it's changed but but you're right i mean it takes education it takes a lot of work a lot of lobbying a lot of studies and hopefully a lot of uh, sharing information you know with the with the people so they are aware i don't think people volunteer themselves to to unhealthy mm. but to your point when they get already hooked on something it is very difficult i mean it's easy to talk about an addiction you know until you're in it, because when you're in it, and I make I make a joke with my kids that I say you're addicted to TikTok and and your phone. I mean, you yeah. take the phone from a teenager right now, it's like <laughs> it's forget about it. I mean, they go nuts. Yeah, you know. It, it, I mean, this one I was watching. There's a new movie, Jexy, I think is is I don't know if you've seen it. It's on Netflix. 
it's about it's it's almost a uh, a comedic comedic way to to tackle this whole thing about you know phones and Siri and all this stuff. Okay. So it is worth it's 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 a little corny, but it's funny, but it's also really full of messages, you know, to our you know you know society today, like how we are today. As like so, it's very interesting as 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 a movie itself. But when you think about all this, it's it's powerful stuff that you're sharing. But yet you're right, it's difficult because it's not it's so well accepted. Mm. that we're we're all we don't see it as an addiction you know sitting behind like again you're being on your social media you know 24 7 you mm. know that's an addiction but we don't we don't even talk about it although psychologically speaking they they there is a diagnosis for that you know <laughs> there is so so but these are all new things as a matter of fact you know uh, we do have uh, an um uh stand-in show with dr heim you know he's a, a psychiatrist uh well what psychiatrist and he had explained that they have confirmed that, you know, for example, the, the, the age of the internet and stuff, you know, the level of stress, the level of, of problems or psychiatry problems had increased because of that. And there's a, a, co a correlation to both. So, so these things are real and we understand these things. The problem is we don't either want to accept the reality of the, the, the fact and the truth, because yeah. again, it's like giving up. You know something it's it's cool it's sweet i mean i can't give up my cake i can't give my sugars i can give up my stuff and then the other part it you said something that that it's there's there's so much going on behind the scenes i mean you have industries mm. i mean and that's the other part and i don't like to pull you know to make the shows political but the fact of the matter when there's money in anything yeah. you know unfortunately you know sometimes the other pieces are not as important and we lose track of like you know what is the outcome am i really hurting people and unfortunately we are hurting people because yes i mean yeah you can you have multiple industries that are like literally big with this stuff right mm -hmm. and i mean a good example in the american culture right now we know this sundays pancakes with syrup i mean <laughs> everybody and some people do that every day right syrup is part of the culture but most of it is corn syrup that is all sugar yeah. you know and i mean you have some of the new varieties that are like you know whatever healthier maple whatever at the end of the day, it is part of a and and we can the list goes on and on. You go to the movies, it's your Twizzlers, your your all your little your, your snacks. I mean your your chips and all the stuff is all bad for you, but we all enjoy it. So stopping that, like my kids sometimes like they go crazy on me like that. We need to go shopping. Like we have food, no, we need junk. Like no, I mean I I, I literally and that's the other thing. We limit some of that at home to to avoid this. Right. It's discipline, you know, and 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 again. I have to give you, you know, all the kudos of the world. I mean, six years, none of that stuff in your house. And oh. you have children that actually exposed to all that at school. That's the other part. They are in the world where, like and you said, you got heat from everybody. It's like you're depriving your kids, let them be, let them enjoy their childhood. You know, you know, mention something about pediatric stuff, right? Dentistry, right? We all know sugar is bad for your teeth and cavities and stuff. Yeah, we enjoy it as kids. We do a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> and you wind up at a dentist quite a few years later, you know, doing, fixing some stuff, right? It is a challenge. Uh, nice. So so now I wanted to ask on, on the work that you do, are there any uh, steps to actually help people? I mean, education obviously is key, but yeah. are there any other measures out there where people, like if they feel that they need more assistance, like you have addiction, for a lot of things and you have you know hotlines for all these yeah is there such a service such a hotline right now for this th to deal with these people like you know for for the common person just to know that maybe i have a problem i love sugar too much maybe i need to stop how can i stop yeah no that's the the big question right there is like how do i stop how do i finally you know okay the science is great mike but how do i how do i stop 
because a lot of people have tried and they've promised themselves and it's difficult or hurts your self-esteem when you are trying something and you can't keep your promise to yourself, right? So you get started, you get three days in, the cravings hit and you give in and you know, it's only January 3rd and you already quit. You know, it's really hard. So what we've created is called, a, we have a 30 day detox, okay? And the 30 day detox is available at sugaraddiction.com. And we also have that Amazon book. We brought it home. We give it away free on the site. So if somebody, you know, somebody theoretically could read the book and just do it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but what we found is the structure that we have set up, like any addiction recovery, we have, like I said, pushing 20,000 people in, in, a, in a forum. We have uh, meetings every single day, twice a day on Zoom, where you can plug in and get your questions answered, you know, find some people that are doing this with you. And this social support is so important, right? The challenge itself has uh, 30 videos every single day. I come in via video just like this between seven and 20 minutes uh, every single day and tell you exactly where you are. And what happens is when people get to about the third or fourth day, the, <laughs> the overwhelming cravings, irritability, um, hunger, uh, uh, lethargy. I mean, you're just a mess, literally a mess. And if you did flour at the same time or caffeine, you tried to quit a bunch of stuff at the same time and you're an adult with any habit, you are incapacitated. Literally, you, you can't go to work. Your headaches, your head mm -hmm. is pounding, right? And people think that there's literally something wrong with them, that they're getting ill that they need to go to the doctor and get something, either anti-anxiety or pain relievers or something. But in reality, all it is is sugar, sugar withdrawals, right? And so we guide you through days three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Now, everybody's a little bit different. If you've got a gigantic habit uh, and you're a lot overweight and you've always been this way since you were a child, you're detox withdrawals is going to be longer okay it's, it could be two weeks even feeling this way and sometimes that's why we go the whole 30 days because it takes at least that to get it physically out of your system and once it's out of your system the draw it's like the noise of the cravings go, calms down and you don't feel it as strong and i call this the ticket to the game hurricane because this is how if you can get those 30 days of abstinence, that's when the real work begins so that you can avoid all those studies that we've talked about where if you lose any amount of weight by reducing sugar, you gain it all back. We start with the emotional part that we've discussed here in this um, podcast where um, you, you get two, three months in, you've lost a bunch of weight, your skin looks better, you're feeling better, um, you know, you're... The one thing that people really get excited about is that their brain fog clears. They can process quicker, remember more, uh, focus better. All, they don't talk about their weight loss and all this. They talk about how clear their mind is. And this has been the most encouraging part of all of our summits and the most encouraging part of the, of the work that we do is that people are, and, and it's, you know, people are clearer mentally and it's tied 
you know, really tied to the emotional life, okay? The, you're not handling your difficult emotions with sugar anymore. You're walking or going to yoga or lifting weights or getting a massage or a manicure and a pedicure, whatever it is, you're doing some other self-soothing self-care to help you get through difficult situations, whether they are older trauma situations that began to come up because we didn't have time to get into this, but literally when you give up sugar, things that you forgot about, things that you never dealt with, and it doesn't have to be sexual or you know, physical abuse, it can be anything, bullying, anything that you went through that was difficult for you. You know, maybe you were a latchkey kid, maybe you were, whatever it is. Um, it's how it affected you. And people realize that they could use sugar to stop those feelings and when they finally go abstinent from sugar, they end up this, the, the emotions, like literally learning how to walk again, almost. You've got to learn how to, you know, deal with your boss and deal with your spouse and deal with your kids in a way that doesn't include a substance. We call it effort-based dopamine versus substance-based dopamine. You have to go do something. You have to get some result whether it's cooking a good meal, watching a sunset, or going for a walk, whatever that is, you have to train yourself not to fall back to the sugar. And this takes another 30, 60, 90 days, whatever. But it gets you set up in a 90-day process to deal with it as they come, you know, and you, like we call it living in process. So your process is not to go to the cookies, not to go to the thing, to the cake or whatever, but to actually realize that ah, the boss is an ass, let me go for a walk and think about it. And so you use different processes to help you get over it. And this is how people succeed in the long term. Everybody can, you know, white knuckle it, bite their tongue, get themselves two weeks or 30 days. It's the people that make it a lifestyle. And look, a lot of people as an addiction specialist, they ask me, do I have to, this is the question, do I have to do this for the rest of my life? In other words, like if you were an alcoholic, you likely couldn't drink for the rest of your life. But when it comes to sugar, if you can get these six months in and get control of this, you know, most people don't want to go back. They're so happy with the results physically, mentally, emotionally, they don't want to go back. But occasionally on their birthday or whatever, a celebration or a wedding, they'll have a piece of cake and they can handle it, right? That's not everybody. A lot of people, that's the start of the end. They begin the binge again, right? <laughs> so everybody's a little different. But the important part is, is there is a process that we can walk you through that gets you to the other side. And look, it's only pattern recognition, right? What is genius? Genius is only pattern recognition, I've been blessed to be able to watch tens of thousands of people go through this process. And sadly, thousands of people have failed. I know when they quit. I know why they quit. I interviewed them. I did surveys. And then the people that have succeeded, which is the vast majority, I know what happens each step of the way, right? I can tell you what happened. And we've documented it all out. But at the end of the day, in every recovery from any kind of addiction, the, 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 the secret sauce, if you will, and I got to think of a better way to put that, but the secret sauce is the community, is the, is the under, because look, like with Support my group. 
support group yeah. is exactly right. Like this happens even in cancer survivors or, or anything. You know, if you join a cancer survivors group, your your survival rate like doubles or triples. It goes way up. This is with everything. There's a lot of peer reviewed science around this, and and, and a lot of people that come to us, their spouse is not on board. Their kids are not on board. They literally in their own family are kind of an odd man out, or odd woman out, right? And so you do need that support. Can't stress that enough to join my group or someone else's group to get the support of other people. You know that there's now science that says you become the average weight of the five people you hang around with the most. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Very true. I have to put that in a test. <laughs> Very true. You can look it up. I, 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 no, I believe you. But I'm saying that that's an interesting. It's been that way in the personal development, like the Tony Robbins personal development world, that you become the average of the five people you hang around with. But yes. now scientists have proven um, health-wise that you become the average weight of the five people you hang around. And that's not to denigrate your family of origin or your, you know, your spouse or your whatever. But it's to let you understand that until you get out of your comfort zone, meet other people that are trying to do the same thing, you're not going to have the same results. So. Oh, well, Mike, thank, thank you for sharing that because that is important. And, and like every addiction, if you're not really getting the right support when yeah. you go home, it doesn't matter what you do, it's going to go into your point. If you're not, that's why like, if you think about all the addictions, they have, you know, uh, the alcoholic and, you know, anonymous and all these things. I mean, they, you know, all these, these groups are there for, to give you that, like, you don't, you belong in the community and you got this and we all yeah. got through here. Here's, and there's always someone to be there with you. Here's your coin, whatever the, 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 the tool that they use to get you motivated to keep up. But you're right, there's everybody around you. And that's usually the same thing about addiction in the first place, right? You know, hey, here's, here's a cigarette. Here's a candy. Here's a pill. Here's this. And it starts there. And if you're hanging out with the people it's like, ah, what's the big deal? It's just a day. I mean, listen, I we talked about drinking, right? It's the same thing. You go to the bar. Ah, come on. You can handle a beer. You can get a drink. Just one shot. And before you know it, like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it is it is very difficult to to live through anything and be able to have effective results or like you know real you know results if you just uh, you know uh, not support yourself and you're right if no one is going to see that value then not but but the good news is if you are a better person right they're all going to benefit from that <laughs> your family is the first that's going to benefit your work is probably going to benefit and you're right there's a better way to deal with your boss or whatever challenges that come your way and the other thing you said is like, what's the point of trying to get out of this? If you ask the question, you know, do I have to commit to this for life? I mean, it is a lifetime, you know, thing. I mean, obviously there's a reason you want to get out of it and you certainly don't want to go back. Yeah. And, and, and that's the hard part, right? Like, you know, that sometimes just the idea of commitment. I'm going to be doing this forever. Now, the good news, and I can, I can, I can really, uh, you know, uh, speak to this. Trust me when I say people watching and listening. I cannot stand right now sugar in the coffee or tea or any of the drinks mm. because I got so used to it without any that if I actually drink something by mistake, it's like it doesn't taste right. It's like yes. it, it's it's amazing and it works. It's like the reverse, you know, uh, you know, aspect of of the, the other way. It's like oh my god, I can't handle this. It's too sweet. It's like you you actually develop something like you you drink black coffee, dark coffee, whatever. I mean, I, I do some coffee, so I can you know. There's nothing about that. I can I cannot yeah. deny that, but. You know, again, no dairy and all the stuff. But the fact is, again, it's it's nice and, and, and raw, but there's nothing. If I do tea, it's the same thing. Just the tea. There's no actual uh, sugar. And and when you get used to that, 
it's hard to come back. As a matter of fact, like anything, even sweet stuff, like, oh, it's too sweet. Like you'll get a bite and like, oh, okay, I'm good. You know, yeah. even when you try that sample, you're not really like going crazy and getting deep in, in the stuff. You take one little piece and they're like, okay, thank you. That's good. So and that, that develops over time, but it's not easy. And I, I get it. So, so Mike, I wanted to ask, just we're getting close to the end of the show, but I want to ask now, now you mentioned something about your available daily in this program. Yeah. How does that program work for people? If someone really wants to get the, the, the help right now, and I know you mentioned that they can yeah. go to the, the, the sugaraddiction.com sugar, sugar and have all these, these things available, the book and all, all the stuff. But if they wanted to, to reach out to you and get your service like directly and, and have the help, I mean, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, they can email me at Mike at Sugar Addiction or Michael at Sugar Addiction uh, dot com. We, I do one on ones, but it's a little pricey because, um, you know, we got a big platform we're building. But, um, you know, I, and we do have 14 trained coaches who have all gone through the program, who have all started as sugar addicts. A few of them were actually therapists. A few were health uh, coaches already but they were struggling with their own sugar addiction. So we do have coaches that are very reasonable price. But I think people start by going to sugaraddiction.com. There's a big thing in the button in the right-hand corner that says, um, you know, start the sugar challenge. Or just grab the book. There's a quiz there that, that says, you know, are you a sugar addict? But I always say people, if they, if they listen to something like this and then they go to sugaraddiction.com, they probably don't need to take the quiz. Just grab the book. And, uh, but, you know, you can start with the challenge if you want, but if you're really ready, if you're, a, you know, a committed uh, person and you've tried over and over and over again, I usually work with like CEOs and lawyers and entrepreneurs and stuff. Personally, I really love that work because these people, what I find is these people are so high uh, performing and they've not been able to put the sugar down. They've, you know, they're, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight. They're still doing well at their job. They're high functioning, but you know, they want to be around for their grandkids. They want to, you know, run their company longer. And I do really well with those folks. We hit it off. And and you know, we we and that's a probably the best part of my work. And I still do it to this day, even though we've got a, you know, a good sized platform of people that are you know, trying to get this message out to more people. We keep reducing the price of the challenge um, so that I can get more people to at least get the exposure of the 30 days, the exposure of the two meetings a day, the exposure of the forums, and they can see so many people that are trying to do this and doing it successfully. Um, you know, there's people in there two and three and four years. Uh, they help out because they, you know, they, they're happy to do it because they, you know, was given to them. So, yeah, it's a, it really is a, again, it's, it, it's almost like we're living in a, an anonymous world in a lot of ways because, and thanks to guys like you, we're getting that message out that a lot of people are having success with this and living happy lives. It's not like the people go in, you mentioned it like uh, do it, you know, about like, thinking about never having a cake again or whatever, but that old AA saying that just 24 hours, just today, today, if you just do it one day at a time, pretty soon you're down 40 pounds and it's a year later. You know what I mean? It just, that's how it happens. And you can always, I always say, look, if you want to go back out, if you want to just try this, just get, 
I call it a scratch test, right? So, you know, if you go to the allergist, they'll scratch you for rust, ragweed, mm -hmm. pollen, or dust, mm -hmm. or whatever. My uh, scratch test is 90 days of abstinence, right? And I'll swear I'll refund all of your weight, all of your anxiety, all of your acne, all of your brain fog, all of your high blood pressure, all, all of your... <laughs> I'll give it all back to you in 90 days if it doesn't work, okay? <laughs> you can come get it. Uh, I'll have it ready for you. So, look, it's it really is a um, a personal choice. It's a choice to, you know, uh, about health and wellness. And, uh, and again, it's just, it, again, thank you for having me on because getting the message out of the stuff that's been languishing in anonymity, both the science and the, and the success stories has been frustrating because uh, we, we know we can help and we have helped lots of folks. So thanks. No, thank you. And actually, you know, I mean, you're doing a great job out there and you've been doing this and building and helping, you know, few people at a click and, you know, you have a whole community that you've helped over the years. And yes, I mean, that's our, our mission here as well. We want to just spread this message further out. And uh, I mean, this is worldwide. So hopefully we get people all over the world, you know, to hear this and see it because this is not just in the U.S. or the West. It's all over the world. Oh, it's everywhere. It's now it's a one big village that we live in called Earth. So <laughs> yeah, we have UK, Europe, Australia, Philippines. We have pretty much everywhere now. So. There, there you go. And 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 so it's important. I mean, the work. I and again, I love this because I learn and I share. But also, I mean, people are listening and getting this direct. And and by the way, thank you for sharing. Like you know how that works. And and yes, people can definitely use this and, and get onto the website i will have the link uh to the website on the description of the show so that people can automatically click onto it uh, if they go to my website they can click on your picture and it goes to your website as well so it's you'll be there uh so it's it's all about that and uh again that's all there is now we're coming to the end i just wanted to first thank you but also if you have any last words of advice to share with our audiences right now <laughs> yeah no thanks it's, i appreciate that and uh and I think the main message that I want to uh, convey that I think is being underlooked in the $87 billion diet industry is that this is not about the food and this is not about the exercise. When you have a problem with sugar, when you have a problem with this substance, the, the science is very strong now and our experience is even stronger. Strangely enough, even stronger than the scientists because they are late, literally, to the addiction idea. They know what it does to your body, but they are not really cued into how the addiction stuff works. Is that this is really, a, 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 as we mentioned earlier, a substance use disorder. And if you can understand it and just let the information light on you for a little bit, don't judge it, just let it. Um, this little twist, if you will, this little change in the information as you received it is not weight loss. It's not food. This truly is something that's a little bit different. It's related. It's tangential, but it's, it's not the same. Okay. And if folks kind of get that, that's the message that we're trying to get out at sugaraddiction.com. Um, and, and look, I believe in something from the drug and alcohol world called harm reduction. You did it perfectly, in my opinion, in that if you can just give up soda, if you start the process, sooner or later, you maybe step down and forget about the cookies or the ice cream or whatever. And only people, we never discussed this, but about a third of people 
likely, and this tracks with the obesity numbers, but you don't have to be overweight to be a sugar addict. You can be a very thin sugar addict. About a third of people are, over, are, are sugar addicts. About a third of people are harmful users. This is just people who, in this society, 85% of the food in the product in the grocery stores have sugar. And over the years, those people can quit for 30 days, take the challenge, start again, and only have it once a month. They're fine. And then there's a third people we all hate who can, <laughs> no, just kidding. They can have like a cookie, a half a cookie, leave it there, whatever. Um, so it's interesting how it tracks with the obesity numbers. But, you know, the bottom line is this is not a, a diet. This is not a weight loss program. This is a, a program, a lifestyle program of wellness in changing how you deal with emotional, your emotional life via a substance. That's the main message that's really not transmitted in the world of diet. And it's a, like I said, $87 billion industry, weight loss and, and health and all that kind of stuff. And no one mentions this. Okay. No one gets this because, you know, they just don't have the, um, the experience or the background. So anyway, I really appreciate you having me. I'm, I'm honored to be on your show and, and, and get the message out. So thanks again. No, the honor is mine. Thank you. And, uh, you know, this was great. Uh, you know, uh, Mike, thank you so much for being on the show and for the valuable insights here. And folks, uh, you know, I hope that you've enjoyed every bit of this hour. A lot of good stuff here that is geared for you and for your health. So, hey, take it for what it's worth and take the challenge. Uh, <laughs> that's it take the challenge so that being said i'm eric and h and we'll be talking soon new day new show new topic new guests bye for now bye bye